we've got a real treat for you today. The topic is all about mobile learning, shifting to a more gamified platform. And in this topic, in this discussion, had a chance to do something pretty rare, and that's have both the client that adopted a platform, the solution provider who's providing that, and then us as GP, the consultant that helped really put it all together. So this is a rare opportunity to really listen in and hear all sides of this journey. I guarantee you're gonna pick up a lot of insight. We had a lot of fun. I had two awesome guests, Shawana Mays from the General Motor Center of Learning and also Lindsay Putterman from a really fantastic gamified platform company called Trivi. So you're gonna learn uh, some fun facts about Trivi. You're gonna hear some fantastic insight from Shawana. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Performance Matters Podcast. Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters Podcast from GP Strategies, your workforce transformation partner. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts and explore best practices and innovative insights to help your organization improve performance. Yogi Berra, the emperor of malapropisms, is credited with saying, is ain't was. I love that. There's a lot of wisdom in there. The rough translation is that the times they are changing. The point is we need to move forward and recalibrate based on the here and now. Our real world demands, our real world environment, our real world business challenges. This is most definitely the situation when it comes to the practice of talent transformation. In particular, the swim lanes of organizational learning and development. Here today to share insights and perspectives about how one of the world's largest and most respected companies has leveraged mobile micro learning to evolve their product learning experience to change with the times are two highly esteemed and valued business partners. I'm pleased to be joined by Shawana Mays, manager of the GM Center of Learning and Lindsay Putterman, Director of Strategic Alliances at Trivi. Shawana and Lindsay, thank you for joining me today on the pod. Thank you. Thank you. You two are joining me here with the magic of being on the internet. We're, we're here. It's just like we're in person. We're looking at each other. Thank you both for coming on to share really this journey about evolution, how General Motors has evolved over time to really, really meet and, and address some things here. So before we get started into it too far though. Shawana, you are part of the GM Center of Learning. You are a training manager there. Can you just really introduce us, set the, the context of what is GM's Center of Learning? Yes, um, we are an automotive organization. Center of Learning is focused on high impact learning for the dealership network. So we work with our dealerships, making sure that the dealers are focused and they're learning all about our products, our services, and the tools that we offer. We want to make sure that our dealers can provide the best experience to the customers. We have a great dealer network and they help the customers to understand our products. We support our business partners, we align to the business needs, and we drive the business priorities and focus on the new learnings. So think about as customers come into the dealerships, they're seeking our products, 
and the dealerships need to be knowledgeable and ready to share their learnings. You hit on a couple key things that I think are a little unique, a little bit of a veer from a traditional learning and development organization, Shawan, and that was you, you hit on this concept of you're aligning to the business needs. So as we start this journey and this discussion of discussing uh, mobile learning, gamification, that kind of thing, tell us about the business challenges um, and what your internal clients brought to the table that even led to this instigation of this new learning program. Yes, absolutely. The challenge is really understanding both the products we offer and how to ensure our dealers provide the best customer experience. Considering we know it's an ever-changing landscape of automotive. So think about where we have been and now think about where we are today in the automotive industry. We have a larger learner audience that is dispersed across the country and globally. So the challenge really becomes how do you upscale a large group of people in a short amount of time. Right. So you're, you're having to battle the, the magical forgetting curve, right? Of hearing something and you're like, yeah, yeah, I got it. Right. And then it's yes. like, oh, wow, I haven't been exposed to that for a while. And just products in general, that's, that's a big challenge here. So Shawana, how does the center of learning in general, how do you align and work with these other business teams within the greater General Motors organization? We work and we support our business partners. Uh, most importantly, we have to align with their business goals, which supports our company's goals. So making sure our dealerships are knowledgeable, they're focused on the new learnings. The goals of our internal clients actually become our goals. So we must understand the business goals, such as products, uh, benefits of the products, customer needs, along with the amount of time training is needed for that larger dealer network population. So there are some heavy goals right there. Uh, uh, just making yeah. sure that we, <laughs> <laughs> we align with um, business partners and the company as well. And, and that's interesting to hear because what you're saying is you're aligning to the actual goals, not the, the old fashioned learning is a compliance element. It's actually you're investing in the learning and development to directly have some measurements of are we moving the needle with whether whether it's sales satisfaction or sales volume or you know loyalty profitability those kind of things is that what i'm hearing yes all of that is inclusive of um, the company's goals um and also the business goals so yes absolutely correct okay okay so you know when when you partnered with gp to identify a technology platform and, and i believe that was part of what our innovation and research team, we at least had a small part uh, of doing that here for this new learning program. What were you looking for as, as the end client then, Shawana? So what kind of things influenced you to select Trivi? In terms of um, what we were looking for, definitely mm -hmm. user-friendly, easy navigation. We all like easy, right? <laughs> Platform that could be used um, whether you're mobile, um, you're on a tablet, or you're just, hey, at your desktop. We're also looking for that knowledge gain, small size learnings that do not take up a lot of the learner's time. And on the back end, definitely has to be fun and exciting for the learners, correct? <laughs> oh, I was going to say now, now these days, if it's, if it's not fun, right, people are just, there's so many things competing for their attention. So 
Yeah, I think that was when we did this drawdown process together, it was that's where Trivi started to jump out at the top of the pack here. So, Lindsay, you've been so nice in, in listening here on this one here. But I just want to ask you to introduce uh, to the, the listeners, you know, what is Trivi? And then kind of like I've heard some things about it has some AI nature to it. So if you want to just share a little bit about the company and then maybe why it was a great fit for GM. Yeah, sure. So uh, Trivia as a platform, we're a learning platform. And what we deliver to our clients and to our partners um, is really three things. We deliver engagement and collaboration. And we do that through gamification, uh, which we'll be talking about a lot here today, I think. Um, we deliver that long-term learning retention that you're talking about. You know, I heard you mention Ebbinghaus. Um, you know, things are fun. Our brain acts like a sponge. So we deliver that long-term learning retention through that engagement, but also through AI-based personalized assessments and quizzes. And then um, on that backside of the house, when we talk about business outcomes and, you know, Shawana was saying how important that is for the center of learning, we deliver high definition analytics that allow our clients to better measure and manage learning outcomes across your learning ecosystem, whether it be within Trivia itself, LMSs, LXPs, et cetera. So yeah, ultimately, Trivi is focused on what we would consider to be the most important part of a, of a learning initiative, which is making sure that people remember what you need them to know. I mean, that's that's a great elevator pitch right there for sure. And Shawana, thinking about this, I know that you have to look at this two ways, both from the corporate business partner, but also from the front end learner experience there. So from the learner's perspective, what is the the new platform look like, feel like? And you know, from your perspective as a learner, what are the most exciting features? Yes. And I, I I'm kind of I would like to kind of go back a little bit on what Lindsay was saying. She talked about that AI um, engine-based um, yes. platform. And when you had, you know, talked about, hey, what were some of the things that influenced um Trivi? That was definitely one. Um, and along with the social components, the leaderboards, um, everything is customizable, it's brand focused. So I just wanted to tag on some of those things that Lindsay mentioned. So thank you, Lindsay. And back to the learner's perspective, of course, yes. Oh, sure. Well, <laughs> yeah. no, what you're saying is those are the things that A, as a potential buyer or, or investor in this product, you're saying those are checking those boxes for you. And those are aligning to those business goals, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I'm sure those must feed in a little bit to the, the learner's perspective. So tell us a, a little bit about that and how that looks and feels on a day in the life perspective, Shawana. Yes, flexibility. You know, we're all busy, right? So flexible to the learner's schedule. And then at the same time, we have that wonderful knowledge gain. If I do not know something, the content will continue to be served up to me until it actually becomes a habit. I understand it. I know it. And that's where that increased in the knowledge game comes into play. And then just that personal reinforcement. I think those are all um, great aspects when you look at the learner's perspective. Okay. So Lindsay, if, if I'm looking at this and forgive me for saying this in like really Forrest Gump like parlance here, but um, <laughs> if, if I'm using this, are you saying that, and I'm not drinking a Dr. Pepper Cola right now or anything like that, but are you saying that if I'm on my phone and I use this, like my experience is potentially unique to your experience or Shawana's experience based on like my knowledge, my 
quickness of response and that kind of stuff. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. You know, there um, one of the biggest complaints that we hear about training over and over again is I already knew that or this takes too <laughs> long and I already did this. Why am I having to do this again? So when we talk about that personalization, how do you personalize across an enterprise of thousands and thousands of learners? That's not something that you can do, uh, you know, as an individual person. So essentially the way that AI works in Trivi is based upon how learners engage with Trivi. So engage with the questions and answers, engage with the quizzes themselves. Our proprietary AI automatically creates a unique proficiency map. For each individual. Mm. So it's going to forecast where there may be knowledge gaps, which we talked a lot about knowledge gain, and it's going to predict when the learner will forget something and then automatically serve <laughs> them the knowledge boosters just in time. Um, so the knowledge then gets to be reinforced and it's retained in perpetuity without learners having to go through hours and hours of training over and over again. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, right, Shawana? I mean, the fact it that it's, it's it's not responding, it's anticipating, right? That sounds like light bulbs going off. That must have been pretty exciting, huh, Shawana? Yes, definitely. Love the um, personal reinforcement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you know, one thing I know from, you know, serving large corporations for, you know, 25 years now, and I know I look like my boyish good looks don't you know, indicate that many years of experience. Um, you, you generally don't just go, Ooh, I like it. I'm going to go all in and move all my chips in there. You traditionally do a pilot or something like that. So I understand Shawana, you as a prudent business professional, you guys did a pilot here. So can you just have some straight talk with our listeners here? Cause we know not everything's sunshine and roses. So what were some of the biggest challenges you faced while implementing this. And Lindsay, feel free to both chime in on this one. I don't want to just direct this only to Shawana, but let's start with you, Shawana. Yes. Um, I'm just going to put it out there, getting people on board with a new platform and learning about Trivi. That was a big, you know, um, challenge or, you know, understanding before we ran the pilot. Um, Trivi communication, you got to get the word out, right? What is Trivi? How do you use Trivi? How do you download? Where do you go to download? Bringing that awareness for how the personalized reinforcement activities worked and making sure the learners had all the right resources at the right time. So it sounds almost like you're running a marketing campaign. Is that fair to say? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you just have to keep putting it out there for the learners. <laughs> yeah, and to, to add to that, just to... Uh, you know, obviously we work with a number of, of different companies in this space. And I think that that's a challenge that we see across a lot of clients and prospective clients is, you know, there can be sort of this begrudging check the box mentality around mm -hmm. learning in general when it comes to individual learners. And so then the challenge becomes, well, how do we get our employees to want to learn? Because that's what we're talking about here. Um, and I think it's a very layered challenge, but we do have to give props where they're due. And one of the biggest um, one of the biggest hurdles in that challenge is having companies, their leadership that aren't necessarily accepting that. That wasn't the case with GM at all. GM knew that they needed to have a mindset and cultural shift to get people to really buy in. And I think that that's one of the reasons why we were able to overcome that so successfully. 
Well, that's that's really interesting. What I'm hearing from both of you, it's it's not driving compliance. It's, it's driving demand where people want to. They're fascinated. They're interested in it. And uh, I'm just going to put a little plug in here for the Performance Matters podcast. So uh, we have an episode. I think I just recorded it last week, so I'm not quite sure how it rolls out. But we just talked about successful enterprise technology adoption and in that and and in that case, that was for like heavy duty stuff like Oracle and SAP. I mean, this is like something fun, right? This is this is something where it's like, hey, I can learn in the palm of my hand. That's kind of neat, you know, and the flow works. So, but either way, you still had to do that. So have you kind of come up with a an overall playbook of, you know, when you need to roll something out, do you kind of say, okay, we've got some best practices that we would want to share? Um, with our listeners of like, here's three or four things we did that really worked well. Anything that you two feel comfortable dishing? I think, um, you know, you really have to listen to your learners. And how do you listen to them? Sometimes it's through communication. Sometimes it's through surveys. And that's the fun um, part with um Trivi is that we have discussion boards as well. So that mm. allows for conversations to take place and it allows for us as a team to listen to what the learners are saying and then do something about it, right? <laughs> and see, you know, what what else we can do based on what they're saying, what the learners are actually putting out there, whether or not it's for increased um, content, whether or not it's something that they don't understand and they need more resources around, you know, Trivi and what it mm-hmm, does, mm-hmm. but just listening and putting it back in front of the learners. That is that is a really sage bit of insight there, Shawana, is just saying, it sounds like you really adopted more of an agile mentality where you put something out and then you sort of course correct based on the voice of your customer, which was your learner, right? Yes, absolutely. Really, really good stuff. Now, I mean, as as an educational technology nerd type guy, um, you know, when you said the word gamification, Lindsay and Shwana, you kind of you're speaking my love language there. So it was like, ooh. So talk a little bit about this in terms of you know the gamification, or you know, Lindsay, what do you guys? You guys don't call gamification gamification, do you? What what do you what do you guys call it? Like, what's the the name? Sure. So, you know, we do call it gamification or gamified learning. Um, I think ultimately you have to call it what, uh, what, you know, society. Okay. (laughs) So you guys, okay. You do that. Okay. Um, I I will say just an interesting fact about Trivi itself. I know we did interesting facts on ourselves at the beginning, but for Trivi, (laughs) uh, Trivi actually started out as the number one game in the app store. I'm not talking about a favorite game. I'm talking about an actual game. Um, So if you all were playing trivia games back in, you know, 2012, 2013, they were probably white labeled trivia games. And I mention that because a lot of times, you know, gamification is such a buzzword. You hear people say, I want something gamified, put a badge on it, put a leaderboard (laughs) in there. Give me an icon. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's gamified. And at Trivi, we're in such a unique position in the corporate and particularly in the learning industry, because what we're able to do is show you across millions of different people, you know, dozens of different demographics, what actually drives engagement, which is the end goal of gamification, and what gets people to engage mm. with what you're doing. Is it competition through leaderboards and prize winning? Is it social collaboration and really fostering 
the experts in your organization? Or is it prestige with badges and trophies and medals? And I think that that really stands out not only to companies, but also to the in-learners as something that is viable to them and doesn't feel like a sticker that was just slapped on a platform. Yeah, I, I can totally see that. And Shawana, you know, thinking about how you've leveraged what Lindsay's talking about, uh, gamification or competitions and things like that, like how has that played into overall engagement and knowledge retention now having the benefit of looking back a, a, with a bit of a window of time? You know, I, I think it's um, exactly what Lindsay had talked about. You know, when you think about gamification, you have to really think about what the learners are saying. And the learners love that friendly competition. <laughs> you know, that <laughs> social aspect, you know, the leaderboards, you know, all of that really plays into, you know, building up um, what trivia is today. So I agree 100% with what Lindsay had stated. Okay, so you're seeing that the, the concept play out in reality is what you're, what you're saying on that end. So you've you closed the pilot and you incorporated the learnings, you launched the full rollout. So how has it been going overall, Shawana? Like what, what are some of the, let's say, unexpected benefits or outcomes that you've seen uh, with the program? Let's start with went well. <laughs> okay, let's start with went well, yes. Went well. However, we know it takes earnest effort to roll out something new, right? Especially a gamification platform. So that continuous growth um, and the learning along the way, it takes that communication, as we talked about earlier, plus more communication every step of the way. You have to get your learners onboarded, plus you have to make sure that the learners know exactly what the platform is and what and how to use the platform. So that continuous nurturing and keeping the learner's attention by always delivering and staying on top of fresh new topics. Yeah, I can see that. And, you know, honestly, with you look at the automotive retail world, there's there's a little bit of turnover. So that's something that you're saying you need to stay on top of uh, almost like a water wheel. Just keep keep having that. Not assuming, yeah, we covered that three months ago. Right. Because somebody might be on day one right now. Yes, yes. And learners needs are different, right? So you want to make sure that you encompass, you know, all of it. So let's talk brass tacks here, Shawana. Let's talk some results here. So you've had a little time to analyze some of the results. And we've heard from Lindsay that you've you've got very data rich reports in there. Tell us a little bit about the let's AB comparison. Um, have we seen a lift in knowledge retention and overall a product knowledge engagement? Yes, absolutely. For both of those um, statements, um, great benefits for the learners and that increased confidence in what they knew at the beginning compared to what they know today. So reporting shows actually that increased knowledge gain. And again, our surveys, they tell us okay. the learners are enjoying the platform. They see the benefits of the increased knowledge gain and people are really learning and the data is showing that. So again, we take back or we take it back to the learners and we listen to them through surveys, but also the um, the data, it shows it, that knowledge gain. That's great because, you know, there's always been in the instructional design world, the whole Kirkpatrick levels of feedback. And it sounds like you're starting to move into not just did somebody enjoy the learning, but are they actually making a difference, right? Are you moving the needle on the business or 
maybe somebody staying in the business because they're seeing that they are equipped now with the tools and resources to be successful. So that's kind of cool on that end. So a couple other things, because I know your time's precious for both of you here. So Schwan and Lindsay, are there any plans within the overall organization to expand this usage? I mean, we've seen that it's working at the retail level. Any thoughts or any insider tips on what might be happening with the overall organization? Yes, it's a tool. It's a tool in our toolbox. That's how I like to look at it. It's a hmm. great solution, depending on the type of learning event you're looking for, you're seeking to have, but also you have to keep in mind or you wanna make sure that you know that you have done all the research needed because sometimes what we think we may want may not always be the answer for everything. So making sure it's the right fit for the right business need and it works well for your environment or your business environment. That is a great piece of advice is not everything's a nail, right? You've got a hammer, not everything is nailed, but in this case, it's like that is the right tool for the job. <laughs> Lindsay, let me ask you this. I know that you are, you're working with a lot of different um, stakeholders here. Any, any interest in terms of expanding this within the greater organization? You know, without getting into too much detail, the short answer there is certainly yes. We have seen great expansion so far, and we're having many conversations about, to Shawana's point, how, how to strategically do that well in other areas, too. That's well said. We don't want the Secret Service um, coming to your house and knocking on your door with, with the headset thing. So, all right, you two have been so gracious with your time. Uh, I want a parting thought from each one of you, and it's really based on this question of, what advice would you give other companies who are thinking about implementing a gamification-based uh, learning platform like, like Trivi? So, Shauna, let's start from the client perspective first. What would be one bit of advice that you'd have? Gamification is popular, right? We've talked about it. Be thoughtful, conduct your research, um, do not jump right in without that careful consideration and the strategic planning. It should be company-focused based on the business priorities. Commitment is extremely important and you must weigh the pros and the cons to ensure it is a good, solid fit for your company or your business organization. Those are really good words. I might have to put those on a tablet and chisel those in there. That's sage advice. And then Lindsay, from the other side, from the solution provider side, what would be some perspectives that you would have? I think that's a great question because obviously from the two different sides, you might get two different answers there and hopefully together they're holistic for everyone. <laughs> I think when we're talking about gamification, engagement, that long-term retention and measurement, it is so important that you look at what content you want to be starting with because ultimately the purpose of training is to make sure that people know what you need them to know to impact their behavior. So knowing where you want to start with that, uh, because ultimately if they don't remember it and they can't act on it, then what's the point of doing the learning or the training at all? So I think identifying that correct space and the correct audience um, is important to, to getting started. I, I like that. It's like the kindling, right? If you have the right little kindling to get the fire going, then you can keep adding things to it. So that's, that's great advice. So, well, listen, you two, like I said, have been gems of of guests here i've appreciated all the great insight and on behalf of the entire global listening audience we can't thank you enough for sharing your insight today we appreciate you thank you so much thank you thanks for hosting 
The Performance Matters Podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts or listen on our website at gpstrategies.com. 